it's not, I don't know, there's something that happens in your mind where it's freed up and you're more relaxed, just like when we're interviewing on a walk, mm-hmm. you're more relaxed. People tend to open up more, kind of forget about all the formalities. Let's find out who you really are. And I think that's what, you know, attracted us to it. And that's what happened on this trip. People opened up and I felt like you have to have the conference room, but you, this like, you, you got to have this too. They're, <laughs> they're both so important. Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan, back at it as your episode host, joined today by some really spectacular guests. Three Summit members recently joined NCG's managing partner, Brian Nolan, on her first ever Summit member adventure experience. And today, they're here to share about it. What is a member adventure, you ask? It's a unique two to three day retreat designed to combine a fun experience with thoughtfully curated and facilitated themed discussions with an NCG team member. In this case, our group focused on chasing their primary aim, facilitated by Brian. This was not your typical workshop retreat. No meeting rooms were allowed. We wanted our attendees to get out of their typical environments and take the time to focus on life ahead. Questions were asked, What do you want your life to be like? What is your future narrative? How do you make it real? Luis Rodriguez from Lifetime Custom Painting in San Diego, California, and Stephen Edwards and Sean Bellenbaum from Grants Pass Painting in Grants Pass, Oregon, were among seven other summit members who spent a weekend among the San Juan Islands off the coast of Washington State, kayaking, camping, hiking, talking their primary aims, and recognizing what they value most in life. For them, the weekend became more than just a fun trip on the water. It was a step into adventure, a chance to connect deeply with peers, to establish trust, and bear vulnerability. For Brian, the trip itself and the impact it made captured the true essence of what it means to be part of the Summit Member Group. We want to thank our guests, Sean, Stephen, and Luis for recapping the adventure on this episode, sharing their highlights, their challenges, and their perspective on taking meetings out of the classroom and around the campfire. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. All right, everyone, welcome back to another podcast. I'm excited to be joined by some new voices to the Out of the Hourglass episodes. Uh, We are going beyond just myself and a coach here. We actually have some Summit members on this episode today. So I'm excited to welcome Sean Bellenbaum and Stephen Edwards from Grants Pass Painting. Stephen, Sean, welcome. Thank you. It's awesome to be here. Thanks, Molly. Absolutely. And Luis Rodriguez from Lifetime Custom Painting. Welcome. Thank you very much. Awesome to have you as well. And I can't forget Brian Nolan, managing partner of Nolan Consulting Group here. Brian, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, I'm privileged to be around the new young summit rock stars, uh, the badass rock stars that these that these three young gentlemen are, are, are the future of summit. Wow. Look uh-huh. at that. Look at that. Um <laughs> And I, I think Brian, you're you're coming with that. You're kind of you're pumped up, and I think it's because you guys just came back from a really cool experience in the San Juan Islands, just off the coast of Washington State. So the purpose of this podcast is just to kind of talk about this recent summit member adventure that you all went on. Sadly, I watched from the sidelines. I saw all the pictures. Was very very jealous, um, but I know you guys had a blast, and we want to kind of talk talk about why we went this route. Um, in terms of offering a program like this, what was the purpose of the program? Kind of, you know, not just um, bonding amongst clients and creating connections and sharing best practices, but we went a little bit deeper um, for this actual program. And then we're going to go into the experience and how all of these guys felt about being in the kayaks, talking, getting vulnerable, the challenges, the highlights. Um, So to start off, Brian, tell me in terms of uh, this program itself. Why did we do a summit event member summit member adventure program? It, you know, it probably started with uh, the values of of summit. Um, 
So the values of Summit are um, community, friendship, trust, uh, personal development, collaboration, and accountability. And so this had this had elements of uh, community and uh, friendship, and then it evolved in trust because people shared a lot of vulnerable stuff with each other. I wanted to get a group of people together, largely who didn't know each other, and have them find commonality, have them find a bond, have them become peers. I wanted them to have a place unencumbered by work to focus on their primary aim of what they wanted out of life. And then the surprise came when at the end of the whole time, they all said to me, you see, Bri, this is how we learn. We don't necessarily learn so well in a hotel conference room. We learn here. And um, so it was, by all regards, one of the best summit events I've ever been a part of. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be living my primary aim with them on that trip. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it felt that way just from looking at the photos. And uh, Sean, actually, here on, on the episode, turned out to be a professional photographer that Who knew? Knew, nobody knew and sent out this link of photos. And I thought I was looking at an REI magazine. Um, important to note that this trip itself, um, we we did it with the help of the REI programs. They actually helped to facilitate the logistics of the trip itself, which was a about two and a half day kayaking camping adventure that started off in Friday Harbor, which is in the San Juan Islands. And so they all slept in tents, they kayaked many miles a day, they went hiking, they chatted around a campfire and shared their primary aim. That was the intent of this program. We wanted to make fun or create fun, create bonding, but also go in with some some forethought about what we're going to be talking about. You know, it's not we're not like a typical workshop where we've got a workbook of papers and we're kind of teaching. We are we are coming prepared to talk about something and get feedback. So, Brian, why did you feel like the primary aim focus was was important for this particular program? You know, I I feel like primary aim loses out often to um, the whims of the business. And um, the business is supposed to support our primary aim, it's supposed to support our lives. It's, it's about autonomy. It's about developing a business that can, that can lead us to the kind of life that we want. And um, so I wanted to get the group completely outside of the elements of the office where there's phone calls and problems and just to sort of look down on their life. And, and um, everybody came so prepared with a primary aim. It, 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 it far exceeded my expectations because the group did really great pre-work. So what was that pre-work, Brian? And then I'm curious in terms of, you know, you guys on the call here, you saw the pre-work and what were your reactions to it all? Yeah, so pre-work started with, you know, come with something vulnerable. What What is something you don't know about me that, most people don't, and I often don't share. Um, but the first night around the campfire, for about two hours, um, we all shared the five things that, when happening in five years, will make us happy. And we then I asked them to rate them one to five. Then I said, okay, pretend it's one year out from now. What needs to be happening in order for those things to be happening fully in five years? And then finally, one, one month from now, what's happening in your life that is moving you towards those five things? And then, of course, we moved into write the narrative and write your primary aim. And on the second night, everybody, over, over several hours, it, and it was emotional, wasn't that, guys? Yeah. It was emotional. Man. Uh, I asked everybody to read their primary aim. And... Uh, uh, there was there was goosebumps to be had. Um, it got real. This is a group of people that that barely knew each other, and at the end of it, they were all hugging each other. So that was the kind of impact that it had. Um, so now let's let's move on to to the guys, Mom. Yeah, I'd I'd love to hear. Um, and maybe uh, Luis, let's start with you in terms of when you saw the pre work that was asked of you for this particular program. What was your initial reaction? 
<laughs> not gonna lie at first I was like oh man it's like school again yeah <laughs> gotta go back and <laughs> print something out and write it all out but the more I started digging into it um I was like it was really cool because I actually got to write down on paper um what I wanted my life to be like in five years and I know I did one with Colin a couple of years back when I first started but I I haven't gone back and redone it so this was really helpful uh because mostly for like the past couple months I've been feeling like lost I knew mm-hmm. I had to get a certain goal for the year but everything just kept piling on. So I, I didn't set the time out just to sit down and focus and exactly write down what my goals are and what they should, and like what they should be in order to make them like make them come true. So this really set me like on track to what I need, what needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And really gave me like a pretty much like a laser focus on like my life, which is amazing. Cause that's what, like I went into this feeling so lost, but now that I'm back, I'm like, okay, this has to get done. This has to done. This is how you do it. This like this next step tomorrow, this is going to be it. So yeah man, it's, it's pretty exciting. I love that. And I mean, I know folks can only hear you speaking, but I can also kind of see you and I can see like, you're, you're pumped up, you're energized. Like you, <laughs> you've, you've got, you've got energy around this. Sean or Steven, how about you two? You know, what was your initial thought to the pre-work? Uh, I love questions like that. This is Sean. And uh, I ask people the same question. When I read that, I'm asking Brianne, my office manager, my wife, and it just to spark creativity for myself. And I realized I'm pretty sure those five answers were different 10 years ago. And that's kind of cool to realize that. And I just, it was cool to see I didn't have a lot of material things on there. So that was awesome. What about you, Steven? Um, Like Brian said, the business can, uh, can be a little bit of a vortex and pull you in this i couldn't avoid writing ironing out my primary aim uh some of it was pre-work some of it i did on the trip as people saw but it really forced me to focus on it um which forced me i loved doing it was it was really helpful and i like i really appreciated the structure obviously you guys put some time into the structure of it because it mm-hmm. progression over the three days helped you, you know, helped me focus and kind of zero in on it. Sometimes I don't know, primary aim, I was like, oh, it seems vague in my mind or whatever, but this, you know, those steps of questions really brought it, um, brought that about really well. So. Brian. So yeah. I, I need to point out something here. Uh, something big happened on, on the third day. Um, second day, maybe we lost Steven. And, and oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> His partner, Sean, is going, has anybody seen Steven? Where is he? And we, we had eaten lunch, and there's no Steven. And, and we, we essentially sent out a search party uh, to find Steven. And, and then Sean, Sean, can you, can you explain what happened? As in, yeah, we were, I think we got back from kayaking, and we had an hour break, and I think lunch was being served. I, I remember seeing Steven at the campground after we got off. And then he was not there. And then I know that's, we couldn't find him. He wasn't, and so we're yelling for him. And so we lined up, we developed grids and we searched him <laughs> out. I don't know. Where did we find him, Stephen? Where we find you, Stephen? <laughs> well, I found, I was like, all right, I got an hour window of time. I'm going to head out, see if I can find a nice quiet spot and like with a view and just like laser focus. So I was in flow writing you know, a book of my primary aim, basically. <laughs> and got, yeah, I was like totally lost in it, you know. And then, it, you know, everybody comes up, they're like, there you are, where have you been? You know? <laughs> uh, those, yeah, it was, uh, they found me a, up on a knoll. It, it was a scene at, at a Lion King, uh, Mufasa out there, you know, looking over, looking over the Puget Sound, uh, way up high in a cliff. I think I spotted you first sitting there, contemplated writing. I was like, yes, this is it. It was beautiful. <laughs> we could not eat lunch without, you know, with one down. Yeah, you know, no, all, all team had to be there. And, and, you know, important to know, and I don't think we've said this before, this was a small group of you. There were only 12 people on this trip, plus your two guides. So uh, if one went missing, it was obviously noticed. And um, I appreciate that everyone returned safely and you didn't leave Stephen behind out there on the cliff, lost in flow. Somebody brought me lunch too. Oh yeah. That's amazing. Uh, I think that was Jeff. Yeah. I was like, they, 
because I was up there, we were talking about it when they found me and blah, blah, blah. He's like, have you eaten? No, I was like, and then he like came back later with my lunch. And I was like, I don't know. It was just cool to see that. Yep. You know, already we connected like with that bond. There's somebody mm-hmm. thinking about. Yeah, good people. Little things. Just thinking about others. I love that. And I'll just, just throw my insertion here, writing a primary aim. I, Stephen, when I did my own primary aim about a year ago, I felt very similar in terms of it felt like very intangible to even begin to think about without the guided questions. And that first paragraph was really, really hard. But then once I got into it, it just like came out onto the paper and it was wild. And I, and I like, mine, mine's almost two pages full, like, you know, typed out. And I couldn't believe how much detail I had in my head that I was able to, to actually put on paper without really knowing that it was all even there. Yeah, yeah. So to be um, clear for listeners who don't know primary aim, we we pick a, a specific date five years out and we describe exactly what's happening that day. Pretty impactful. Relationships, mm-hmm. um, your business, your, your financial situation, your community, your spiritual, all those things. What's happening to your world in that day? And then you become intentional and you find that your decisions in life, like I, I did my first primary aim 18 years ago, and it blows you away when it starts to happen. Like I'm going on a trip, a back roads bicycle trip up, up to Maine. Back roads is this high adventure. I'm going next Saturday. 18 years ago, I couldn't afford it. And I said, I'm going to be going at least once a year on a back roads trip. This is my fourth back roads trip. Giddy up. <laughs> the, yeah, the goal is to, you know, find a ways to make the primary aim happen. And I think it's okay to also recognize that their primary aim can also change course. You know, what you guys were saying, what, you know, what you're writing now might not, what might not be what it was 10 years ago and life changes, you know, but, but this is being just, it's just thinking about what is the ideal and then being open to, you know, what life throws at us. So let's dive a little bit more into the trip itself. So when this program was released for registration, it filled up very quickly, which we were really pleased to see. Um, But what inspired you guys to sign up for it? You know, what about the trip? Um, Was it the the primary aim theme? Was it the the kayaking camping? Uh, Sean, I'll start with you. Uh, I saw the email and I saw golf or kayaking. I, lo- I like golf. There were two initially. Yeah. Golf yeah, yeah, and kayaking. Golf's cool. I think Arizona golfing looks amazing, by the way. The trip looks sweet. Uh, but there was like danger and like adventure at the kayaking. I've never been to San Juan, but even, even more so. So that's, I wanted mm-hmm. to go there. But just a little, like you could see whales, the unknown. Yeah. Uh, there, we were at a cafe. It's kind of a, a weird story, fun story. Before we uh, got on the kayaks, we were writing some more primary aims in the cafe a few hours before and just inflow ourselves. Didn't say a word to each other for like 40 minutes and just crank, cranking out stuff. And I'm, I'm in deep in my vision. Uh, I'm in Greece and I'm meeting like red grapes and I'm re- getting ready for an ultra run. Like I'm in this world and yeah. this older lady comes up and interrupts us and she says, excuse me, gentlemen are you guys writing your life stories? And we were like, yeah. Wow. And a couple other questions later. And Stephen asked her, oh, you have an accent. Where are you from? And she's like, I just flown in from Greece. Huh. Oh, weird. <laughs> Come so, on. Then she says, I'm going to leave you boys with this. Magic does not happen in the familiarity. It happens in the unknown. And then she walks off. <gasps> so dang. Unknown. That was the San Juan Islands. Yeah. I've been golfing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that just was a kind of an intention intentional point of you were where you were supposed to be in that moment. Yeah, it was cool. Both of us. Really- oh yeah. Yeah. It was it was uh, and then we got on that trip and had the most amazing time. Sweet. Love it. And Louise, how about you? I mean, you and your dad, who's, um, you know, the owner of the businesses of, of Lifetime Custom, what inspired the two of you to sign up? Uh, well, honestly, I saw the email. And at that point, um, we had uh, our goal was to hit a uh, 2.4 million for the year. Um, but we were already um, like on track to not hit that. So 
I was like, man, like, I don't know what I got to do. Like, I know uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing the 90 day plan with Colin. I'm getting things done, but for some reason it's not clicking and I didn't know like what else to do. So when I saw that, I saw 12 people, I'm like, oh my God, like this is the perfect time to go in there, uh, get like really personal with people that are way bigger than us and just ask like, okay, I'm at this spot. This is what I'm doing. How do I get here? What did you do? Um, what systems do you have? What employees do you have? What was the revenue? Like get really detailed about what they were doing or what they mm-hmm. did in the past to like get past that block. So my intention was just um, learn from people and get get real like really specific information that I needed yeah. to get to my goals. And then um, honestly, I didn't ask my dad when I saw it. I said, okay, you know what? We're going. He's going to benefit <laughs> from this. I'm going to benefit from this. It's going to be great. So I just signed up and, and yeah, it turns so, out it was the best trip so I've ever was- done. He was pushed into it and it for good reason. And I think he had a good time. Yeah. Oh man. He, he definitely, definitely needed something like that. He, yeah, it, it was honestly super good for him. Cause honestly, I wanted him to like learn from Brian, um, what steps he did as well from, um, from someone that's from a similar age to him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see, you know, like what's possible with all of this and, um, like why we're doing all of this, why we're going consulting. Yeah. And, um, yeah, basically just like soak him in there and see what, you know, what he gets from it. I love it, Steven. Yeah. So one thing that Sean's implemented in our business is uh, for interviews, sometimes the first interview, um, he'll take him for a walk around the block. You know, we were doing it in the conference room, you know, in this setting, you know, papers and notes and all that. And Sean, I think was just over it, you know, and it felt stiff. And so yeah, I just He's go, like, I just, as soon as they walk in the door, every time I'm like, all right, let's go your, for a walk. Yeah, put your keys down, let's go for a walk. And so we do a 15 minute walk and we chat Doesn't about whatever. And I think that's kind of, when I thought about it, I was like, I've been to a lot of conferences. I worked for Sherwin-Williams and we went to our national sales meetings and we had all those, but that gets you out of that environment into a new environment where it's not, I don't know, there's something that happens in your mind where it's freed up and you're more relaxed, just like when we're interviewing on a walk, mm-hmm. you're more relaxed. People tend to open up more, kind of forget about all the formalities. Let's find out who you really are. And I think that's what, you know, attracted us to it. And that's what happened on this trip. People opened up. They mm-hmm. were not in this tight, you know, you know, formal wear and I'm not worried about my wear downstairs so. in the, you know, in the ballroom. <laughs> yeah. you know, what, honestly, what polo am I going to wear? No, I, we, we didn't, I don't think we showered and changed one bit in three days. But. <laughs> no, dude, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> but it, there's a place for yeah. both. And this, there's different types of learning that go on in both those places. And I felt like you have to have the conference room, but you, this like, you got to have this too. They're, <laughs> they're both so important. Oh yeah. Brian came back all charged up, you know, for 2023. Like what are we doing on the program side? Um, because for us, this really was our, this was our, our, our first time kind of going this route from a program offering for, for summit members. So you guys were really our guinea pigs. I don't know if you noticed, you really knew that or not going into it. Um, so this has really kind of set the tone for what we want to do more of in the future. And so kind of the, the question, you know, and I know Brian, you want to, you want to jump in here is there is an important component of uh, meeting in conference rooms and doing breakouts and kind of getting together, but there is a uniqueness about this opportunity to connect as well. And so Brian, you have thoughts here. Well, so, so when we, when we found Mufasa on the peak there writing his primary aim, uh, um, Jeff uh, Dupont did bring him lunch, and we didn't give him much time to eat because um, we said, "Let's go on a hike." Um, and he's eating as we're hiking. And I really want to thank Sean for his uh, facilitation. I felt like you were one of my team members from a facilitation standpoint because we we ended up at a beach and we got in a circle, sort of impromptu. And Sean goes, "All right." I got one for you. What's your biggest failure? What'd you learn from it? And he goes, I'll go first. And then he explained a failure and how, and then, and then, uh, Luis, your dad went, mm-hmm. that was beautiful. Yeah, um, that was, yeah, that, that was on something else. Like a story I didn't even know myself. So yeah, I, I tell that story. I've told that story a dozen times, by the way, is your, your dad's story about his story, that whole, that was a moment on the beach 
one that I'm thinking about that the most probably. So yeah, that that hit me hard because then I I left and I'm and Agnes and I are walking to to the next stop. I'm like, what's mine? And I just started rattling off all my failures to her. <laughs> I said, which one do you think is the biggest? <laughs> so we got because I'm I'm 59 years old. So you know, you don't succeed in life without having had many failures. You just don't. And you think that's the case, then you're wrong. Um, so we got to, to the next sort of stopping point. I said, okay, I'm gonna share. And I shared. And uh so I mean, that's why. The impact, it was, it was very raw. It was vulnerable. Everybody just sort of shared what was it in their hearts and souls. Can I ask, and this just to kind of tee this, this conversation, obviously those are really vulnerable um, requests to share your biggest failure. And so it sounded like you had guys had already created a safe space amongst the 12 of you where there was trust built within 24 hours that you felt like you could open up emotions were had how did how did that happen it happens with time and and like brian said i if i'm going to ask that question i gotta answer it first and i gotta be i better come with a real genuine answer at that right yeah and i i did and i and i have something that really cuts deep and when you know we heard you know his dad's story and then we heard Brian's story. Like Brian's story is, I still connect with that because I'm I'm a father, and 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 I heard someone similar talk about their situation. So it's just like hearing everyone else's failures really help us reflect on you know reflect on our own lives and what we could maybe dodge later on. Mm-hmm. And so we appreciate that. Stephen has something to say. Oh, yeah, Stephen. Yeah, Molly, to your question, um, I think what helped people open up is what Sean said is. You, you put the question out there, but then you're the first to answer it. Because you totally. Did mm-hmm. Ryan, you did that. Um, I forget what it was. Well, the first night. Yeah, yeah. yeah first night you did. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I was pretty vulnerable about, you know, my childhood of stuttering and still facing challenges with that. And, and, um, and then the group goes, oh, we're going to get that vulnerable, are we? <laughs> <laughs> So expectation-wise going in, did you guys expect to get that deep or did you think it would, did you expect this level or? Honestly, adventure, so. Yeah, the unknown, right? You didn't know what you were going into. I like, I like Brian said, uh, I like to get deep in my questions. And, and so I knew, I knew we were going to get deep. I just got to write, ask the right, right questions. I don't like talking about the weather too much. So <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's get to why we, who we real. are. Let's right? get real. Yeah, let's, let's figure out what, what we're doing, why we're doing it. You know, so. an important note here, I, I didn't expect this, but what we found out was often our biggest failures was, was the moment of a catalyst to our big, biggest successes. Absolutely. That's what we found, that we, we learned so much about ourselves and we developed the grit and, and we go for it. And Luis, that's what happened to your dad. I can, yeah. That's what happened. He's like, that's it. I am starting my own business. Yeah, I mean. Powerful. Yeah, because the, the way I interpreted it was like um, that moment of like not being able to provide for the family um just like you know really got to him and from that moment on he said um this will never happen again in my life like i'll never like, get to a point where you know i can't be the you know the sole provider not sole provider but like a, a huge contributor into pushing the family forward no more wandering he became like he became a missile of mm-hmm. what he's going to do and louise you said you hadn't heard that story before this was the so hearing it on the beach in that circle was the first time you were kind of hearing your dad say these words. Has that had any impact on your relationship, or just did it? You know, was it a highlight of the experience for you to now like have a better understanding of what drives your dad forward? Pretty much, because I mean, <laughs> this dude gets up like at five in the morning daily for like the past man over fifteen years, and like he's never missed a day, and I'm always like how does he get up at five every day, like not tired, ready to go to work. So that definitely opened my eyes into like why he is the man that he is. So, mm-hmm. oh man, it's like the feeling was indescribable, honestly. Yeah. Um, all I knew is that 
like that's a leader like that's mm -hmm. like a man right there so i was like wow <laughs> i yeah for now on it's like that's Oh, man. It's just, just it's just yeah. special to 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 know that and to feel that way and to I mean I think it probably brings a whole another level of respect too from you know for your dad and or hearing about other people's stories you gain respect for others upon, uh, you know after you you hear about their failures and why they are the way that they are now it adds so much perspective. Oh, one hundred percent. Because that yeah that opened my eyes to like okay so that's the reason like and and then everything started clicking so now it's like okay like what's my reason like what why am I doing this. Mm -hmm. and definitely when I got back and of course by the time I am I was able to like pinpoint everything exactly what like why, why am I doing all this for yeah it's like money's cool and all but like beyond that it's like okay well my parents basically gave me the life that I have right now which is honestly amazing so um yeah like I, I need to retire them and by this date uh they need to have this this and this um just everything that they've given me is uh, how, how do you even you're making me tear up, Luis. Man, I don't even know how to put it into words, yeah. honestly, but like they deserve the world and so much more, honestly. It's, I feel like, yeah, like I'll never be able to repay them back, obviously. Mm -hmm. But if I, if I could just do that one thing, um, retire them, get the business where has to be, get my employees, like mm -hmm. my primary aim is making more money than they ever thought possible. I feel like at that point, I'll be satisfied with, okay, cool. This season of my <laughs> life accomplished. Now I can move on to the next season. Mm -hmm. You know, Luis, you're paying them back with pride in, in what you're doing. I mean, everybody there, right, guys, they saw how his dad um, was so so proud of we call LC, Luis Carlos yeah. LC. He's just a proud of your work ethic, your your determination at your age to have such a um, a gigantic view of what can be accomplished. You you give a big hairy audacious goal out there I seem to recall in your primary aim what was the number you guys I don't know if you remember a big number he he had I think it was a hundred million that was the number Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> definitely doable it's definitely doable definitely doable yeah that could yeah. that's only the first that goal. could get Come bigger on. with hey. his next primary aim yeah that's exactly. that's true the primary aim in five years could change a bigger number so i have not met a 24 year old so driven and so um i don't know just with it and focus. so focus and I, I i quote you all the time and i need to talk to you more lc we're not, i mean i got to connect because you drive me just to be more focused so i appreciate you um and uh, I appreciate you and your dad. Thank you. Thank you. That, that means a lot. And so, we, we still have to connect, talk about those credit cards too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah I, so I, I love that the, that the, you know, discussions are continuing kind of after the fact and, you know, Luis, I saw a recent um, post that you did uh, on Instagram for Lifetime Custom and it was drone work. And I learned that, oh, you, yeah. <laughs> that you do drones and I saw John Gaines from Island Glass had commented on it. And I was like, I love that because prior to this trip, you did not know John Gaines who owns a, or is a general manager of a business in Hawaii. And now all of a sudden that connection has been made and he's following up on the work that you're doing based upon discussion, something that he learned about you while on the trip. So, you know, seeing that, seeing you guys kind of go back and forth here, I mean, that it's, it's, or it's, you know, the goal has been surpassed in terms of what we were hoping that this trip would um, create. Now, speaking of primary aims, I, I don't know if there's a willingness to share maybe one or two points, but I know obviously, Luis, your, your uh, BHAG goal was that one, you know, was hundred million revenue. Yeah. So uh, no, well, that's like a personal and the lifetime uh it's lifetime. Different, that, that's like personal personal even and better. Then whatever venture i do next even Ma, let's talk about let's talk about the one month goal but what the group agreed to do when we left was to meet again uh, over zoom in early october and um everybody committed to what needs to be happening in one month so that they're making movement towards their one-year and five-year happiness goals. Uh, and so um, say, uh, Stephen, how about you? What was your one-month commitment? <laughs> All right, yeah, they're tied in the, tied in the primary aim. Um, 
which one of them was related to music. Mm. So I played drums. I played in several bands growing up since I was in middle school, high school. And so right now I don't play very much. And so, but I've got some space that I can clear. And I know, I know enough people to find somebody to play with. So my one month, one month goal is to find somebody to play with and clear that space and play music again. Cause that is such a good release. It is such a good um, way to decompress and just let loose. Like, I love it. It's my passion. So that's, that's one of my one month goals also to get a, a, a plan together to fly. I want to be a pilot. I'm not wow. sure what type of pilot yet, but I want to be able to fly at least my family or, or my crew around. Mm -hmm. Sean says, I have to be able to fly our team somewhere if I'm going to get my pilot. <laughs> so, so there's some, you know, Sean's got some goals for me too. Um, Love it. But yeah, I'd say those are uh, yeah. two of the big ones. Sean, how about you? Um, really, I'm just, I'm pretty good at achieving a lot of the goals in my life that I want to achieve. I, so I really need to do the stuff I'm not good at, which is finances. And so I really escape finances. So this, I'm really committed. Um, you know, my passwords are very like financial dominant centric. Like I change them all. So I could, I could just type them out every day and I got a plan to read profit first and implement that and just save more than spend every day. So that's my plan on board. So great, great stuff. And Luis. So for my month, uh, I had uh, share my vision with my team and doing one-on-ones. So when I got back, I think it was the following Wednesday, um, I had a, a meeting with everybody and uh, we went over briefly what we learned. Um, I gave like a brief overview of what was planned, but nothing like solid. So what I got to work on is um, all the stuff that I needed to implement. I, I did that. But this following Monday is actually when I'm going to have a big meeting with everybody and, and explain to them why I implemented this technology, this software, why the job leaders have this tool now. And really like, because I'm a, like a visual learning, like I have to see it in order to like believe it and, or like uh, see it to start learning it. So that's the way I, I like to show people. So I, I implemented everything first and then on Monday, I'm going to show them, okay, so this is what's going to get us to this next spot because we didn't have this before, but now that we have all of this, now it's like, you know, if we work together as a team, getting to the next goal is going to be a breeze. So, and then one-on-ones, I told them I was going to do that over the week. So that's probably going to start next week. I could up my schedule so I can stop by jobs and chat with everybody one-on-one, -on -one, see where they're at and what their visions are. Love it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And so you all are planning, as Brian said, to get together over Zoom in about a month, early October. What what's the goal of that of that call? And Brian, maybe you want to take this one. Well, I mean, the goal of that that call is accountability um, to each other, to to themselves. Um, the goal of that that call is to uh, cement relationships even further um, and uh, to continue the summit values of collaboration, community, friendship, uh, that is really important to me. You know I mean? This, uh, I'll tell you, this trip reignited my leadership here. Just as the team, I, I came home here so pumped up for what the future be, holds for summit members and uh, the trips that are gonna happen next year. We actually talked about hiking up in the um, Appalachian hut system, right? Sean in the, the uh, huts in New Hampshire. Yeah, I was reading about it this morning actually in this book. Uh, so it, it's important to note that there were some things that we did that, that were wild. Uh, we went on a late night hike, a six mile hike uh, to the furthest northwest corner of the U.S., looking at Canada to watch the sunset. We got there just after the sunset and it's getting dark. And once again, Stephen disappears. Stephen <laughs> runs down this the hill and jumps in the water. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then we all tried to follow him. I got scared. And Sean came and saved me because we were on cliffs. <laughs> it's like you're not you're not ready for this particular part of the adventure, Brian. Oh, it was it was dark. It was. It was yeah, dark. I had a headlamps, and we hiked back. It was it was a six mile hike. 
Well, well, LC me. jumped in too, though. That's yeah, right. yeah. LC that too. Because I was holding down the cliff. Yeah, yeah. At that point, I was sitting like at, at like this little like Noah, like overlooking like I think it was what um, Vancouver or yeah, yeah, yeah. It was overlooking Vancouver. It was a great view, and then I just heard someone yelling, "Oh, Stephen jumped into the water!" So I was like, <laughs> "There's no way! Like, is there like a like a, a like a cliff where you jump off? Like, literally, like it's it's high or like I was kind of curious." So I was like, "I can't miss out on this. Like, this I'll never be here again in my life." uh why not experience it so i went i went over and i couldn't see what was happening so i just went to the bottom and then i just saw him in the water so i just jumped into and damn, man that water was freezing <laughs> but honestly it was, it was such a great experience uh, I, I just felt like really alive and like it just pulled everything back in because uh, i mean when your body's freezing uh, you, everything just leaves your brain all, all you're thinking on is like i, I can't really breathe everything's like, hyperventilating uh -huh. so you, you try to slow down your breath but you can't so you just like let it happen and so you, you focus on nothing at that point you just like realize like man like we're like we're alive we're in this we have to make most out of it so you're super present yeah exactly like you're, you're living in the moment and that was one of my highlights honestly the trip me too i you know it it was great jumping in the water but having you follow and like share that experience together it was yeah that's priceless and they were just yelling in the water letting oh, yeah. it all out <laughs> It's yeah. actually a great photo of you guys out of the water. You're like all pumped up. Oh, yeah. 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 Because yeah, I'm, I'm on the cliff with my camera trying to hold Brian in. And I just try to get the shot. It was kind Not of funny. drop his camera. Yeah. yeah. Good, so. Don't jump, Brian. Don't jump. <laughs> so I was, I was going to ask you guys, you know, for each of you for a highlight. And then a, what was the most challenging part? It sounds like for Steven and LC, the, the jumping in the water was a highlight for you. What was a challenging, what was the most challenging component of, of the trip for either of you guys? I would say the, man, the last uh, kayak trip back was oh. awful. I was exhausted. I was super hungry. Uh, I didn't want to paddle. The, the paddle seemed never ending. The currents, it was like a, like it was from one island to the other island. And then we kept pausing. I'm like, why are we pausing? And then there was so many boats crossing and I got impatient. <laughs> but man, once we got to the final island, started eating, like, oh, I just like, I just calmed down. Like everything left my body. I was, I was just starving at that point. I'm, I'm, I, like, I did not want to paddle another hour or two without eating so and let's be serious you guys hardest. you guys kayak some serious distance it was you know what five to seven miles a day yeah the way more. back was seven miles against some pretty difficult currents at times but then a seal would pop up next to you uh, mm -hmm. or or a, a sean would pop up next to you and ask you a deep a deep question <laughs> and uh, that would uh change the whole the whole dynamic <laughs> Steven, for you, what was the most challenging part of the trip? Gosh, I'm, yeah, I'm struggling on this one. I mean, physically, it was it was it was somewhat tiring. Um, uh, Sean lost his paddle, and so <laughs> I had to paddle the whole oh, way. No, no I'm, I'm, <laughs> he was taking pictures. He was taking pictures. At one point, I was like, I was kind of annoyed. I was just like, Sean, are you ever going to be done? I didn't say this to him, but I'm like, are you ever going to be done taking pictures? And but I was like. <laughs> It's like he's gonna have some amazing photos, so I'm just gonna keep paddling. You know, I was just like, mm -hmm. no, yeah, take it for the team. I will be so, a little bit of pain. I'll be fine. Like, so I think that there was a moment where I was like, all right, get it over it. Stop being a wimp. Just in, like let him do his thing, and you'll be very thankful. And like the photos are amazing, uh, and yeah, it was it was well worth it. <laughs> I think Molly that a kayaking trip like this is not for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that the outdoor learning experience is. And uh, I, I could see us um, getting huts in mountains and around campfires and uh, people that want to go on hikes can go hike and or not. So that environment is, um, well, it certainly fits the name Summit, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. um, so look for more of that. I want to challenge you, Brian, that more people are like you who want to go do big trips like bike trips and go crazy summit sometimes. So, right. you know, there could be another group, you know, more of a, uh, a known expeditions, you know? I think so. I think so. Thanks. Yep. Mm -hmm. I like that challenge. I take that challenge. Mm -hmm. Sean, do you have a high? Oh, Stephen, you jump in first. Oh, I was just going to say, I think um, we had talked about what makes us different. I think, you know, in a, in a, 
when you're out there, as far as the learning experience, the pressure's kind of off in a way. You, you're, you're gathered on a common activity. And although you know it's a, you know, this is to focus on business and um, our goals and all that, you're focused on a really an activity. You can't be leafing through pages and stuff. And in that time, when your brain has a chance to like rest, that's when things start to flow. That's what I felt. It was like, when the pressure's on, you're right there in the moment. Like, you're like, maybe you, your brain closes up a little bit. When you get out there, it opens up in a different way, you know? And so that was, I realized that was really powerful for me. It opened up in a, you know, a different part. So true. Even, I mean, yeah, you're, cause you're side by side, you're kayaking with people around a campfire. It's almost like Sean, what you're doing with taking people for the interview, like around the block, Brian, it's the same as you and Kevin running every Wednesday. Some things are just better, more productive side by side, as opposed to face-to-face in a space when you're kind of focused on something else and like an open environment, you sometimes can get more real with the person you're next to. Buddy, Kevin and I used to meet every Wednesday at 12 and we were in, in an office and we were talking about business and um, he might be looking at his phone or something and it wasn't productive. And then we did decide to, to meet with a Wednesday run and our, our relationship has gotten tremendous because of that. Sean, for you, a highlight and a challenge from the trip. Uh, challenge would be when I, I'm a mover. So once I start moving, I want to keep moving. So if I'm kayaking, I don't want to like go sit at a campfire. Um, so that was a challenge, like to sit, sit tight, which was good because I think one of the guides told me, I'm like, Hey, this is not hard enough. He's like, it's not meant to be hard. You just got to relax. I'm like, Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Like when he said that, um, it was funny though, the first night I'm like, I'm going to go, I need to get some energy out. So I'm going to go for a walk. I put my headlamp on. And the guys, everyone's like, hey, I'll go with you. They didn't know how far I usually walk. So <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be like a mile or two. And then it turns out we're hiking the whole exactly. island for at night. Yeah, they had no idea that a little stupid that they were going up to the Pride Rock. But no, no, no. <laughs> um, so, but that's kind of fun. And the highlight, it's just the feeling of my life possibly changing. So I just cool. like, always changing, but just feeling the momentum and feeling the green lights, feeling this is where you're supposed to be, the people you're supposed to be connecting with. Um, it's just just true, I don't know, pure. Sweet. And Brian, any highlight from you? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, it's, it, sets a, um, it sets the stage for the next 10 years of my leadership in Summit. Um, and uh, the highlights were different different venues um, and more primary aim discussion, but also that like I do in-person field peer groups and I do them in conference rooms and I'm thinking that field leaders probably learn better outside. So I had this like aha moment that the next adventure that I want to do, I want to take summit field managers across the country together somewhere and so that they can learn from each other in an environment that's much more uh, in tune to what they're accustomed to being in outside. That's awesome. Well, thank you all so much for, for sharing your experience. Um, again, it sounds out, sounds like I missed like, on a whole lot of fun. Um, any la- final words from anybody before we wrap? today just thanks you guys for bringing it and my word is thank i had a lot of gratitude people brought it like they took this seriously and it was serious fun and it was serious planning and it was serious vulnerability which is serious leadership both personal leadership and peer leadership so a lot I of have gratitude for you. Yeah. one final uh thing on this the last bullet point i i felt like that was like my favorite one which is um you know, should we move from conference rooms over, you know, to more trips like this? And I would say 100%, because when I go to conference rooms, the way I look at it is you sit down, you, you know, someone's someone that great, that's done amazing things in his life speaks, you learn from it. And then you have to figure out, okay, um, I, I, that's the info. Now, how do I do it? This mm-hmm. trip is all the nitty gritty, exactly what you do, how to do it, when to do it, 
what are the numbers, like really detailed stuff that, you know, you can't really get from those conferences unless you talk to them after when, you know, we're at the bar, you got to eat, but then at, th at those spots, there's hundreds of people. So they're all trying to grab the same person for attention. So they can only give you two or three minutes of like vague information. But this is like, you sit down, you write a plan out and then they show you, okay, this, this is how my software looks. These are my leaders. This is how it's running. Um, smart sheets is the exact system I use, why I do all this, the formulas, like all that, all that stuff that, you know, most people would say need, this is where you get it from, 100%. And this is what I needed the most because I was lost. But with this information, everything's not now clicking for me. So I just want to let the viewers know. Yeah, that no, that's fantastic 100%. because that's a, you know, just kind of words of encouragement to others, you know, and you guys, you're similar, you know, places in life where take the chance and go on a small adventure and uh, you never know what you're going to learn. Yeah, Stephen? Mm -hmm. Oh, just last thing I was just going to say, thanks, Brian and Molly, for doing this. I got to relive the whole experience just now again. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I felt yeah. like I did too, guys, huh? Yeah. I was reliving yeah. a lot of the joy. It was joy. I got to tell you, it was just yeah. joy. Yeah. And it, it was living life to its fullest. I don't know if you ever felt more alive than that weekend. Yeah. The yeah. scenery took my breath away a hundred times, to be honest. Yeah. Was, well, yeah, 100%. We've recorded this on a Friday, so I hope you all go into your weekend with that kind of same feeling of joy and gratitude and feeling alive and, you know, take advantage of the time that you have this weekend to uh, embrace, embrace, embrace all of that. So thank you guys again. And uh, to more, to more summit adventures in the future. Thank you. I can't wait to do this all over again. This was extremely eye-opening and I'm extremely grateful for you guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.